0: Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Regenhardt, and today we have Brian Brax, which is a top producing agent here uh, within Naples. So, Brian, welcome. Uh, excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Brian is actually a realtor with Downing Fry Realty. He's a top producing agent here in Naples, and he was born in Lebanon and spent seven years of his childhood in New York. Uh, for him, Naples is home now. Uh, Brian moved to Southwest Florida with his family at age 12. Um, he's been in uh, in real estate uh, and He's known to be a straight shooter. He values transparency, ethics, and trust. And his main focus is his client's interest. So we're talking about a lot about relationships today. So we're excited. Uh, without further ado, give the listeners a little bit of an update on on who you are.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you pretty much touch base with the origin story, right? Where I was born and kind of the pilgrimage, right? <laughs> uh, everyone seems to make their way to Naples uh-huh. or just Florida in general. It's a melting pot. Yes. Um it's becoming a melting pot. I feel like for sure. I mean, before you kind of like, um, you met many people that, uh, were local, like Naples born. And now you're, you're meeting a lot of people from different parts of the country that are starting to, to make their way here. Right. And even internationally for sure. Um, so yeah, by the way, I think what you're doing with the podcast is great. You know, I, I told you this before on the side, but when I, I, when I um I watch some of these podcasts and I really do get inspired by some of the realtor stories because no matter how long I've been doing real estate for however I feel like I'm doing there's always more to learn and things you can pick up right so um it's definitely if you're not inspiring. learning you're gonna fall behind right yeah if you're exactly. not always learning so um yeah so uh, went through school here in Naples graduated at FGCU business marketing mm-hmm. um throughout. My schooling from I'd say high school. I uh, was in the exotic car de- car industry locally here. So uh, you know Naples Motorsports, Golf Coast Motor Works, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, McLaren, stuff like that. So after high school, I used to go and wash cars like t- from two o'clock till six o'clock. Right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't miss You're a like, Wouldn't miss a beat. Uh-huh. But I loved the cars, and I didn't care what I was doing. But I just uh-huh. wanted to be around them. And as I worked my way through through the business and graduating high school and going to college, it was like I thought that was going to be my final. Like I was doing, I was going to college just to get the degree. But at that point, it was like I wasn't planning on switching gears. Switching right gears, today. right? It was like I really liked it. I lo- I loved my clients. That was a big thing too. Is like meeting some of the people I met in the exotic car industry. It was like. Um, it was really a blessing because you meet some really awesome people Mm -hmm. and um people from all walks of lives and i was shocked how they bring you into their lives like how much they trust you right right? right. and um going through college you know working in the exotic car industry i worked my way up you know from whether through detailing to management to the back end like wherever i could right and um opportunities go into, you know, the sales side of it and I just got to a point where it I felt like I could do more with the position I was with with all the relationships I had made and mm-hmm. you know I wanted to have to walk in and buy the exotic car, you right, know. Right, I right. I was so surrounded by that lifestyle. I mean, you got to think I grew up watching wwe Mm -hmm. right john cena (laughs) yeah and then it's like here i am at that time when i started um working with him at the dealership like taking care of his cars i was um at that time i was about 19 or so yeah until i was about 23 so in that period of time like to interact and have relationships with people i looked up to that were like my like, you know, Idol. idols yeah, growing yeah. up, it was pretty surreal. So just seeing the lifestyles that were around me, you know, brushing shoulders with like ex-CEOs of Procter and & Gamble's and Chiquita Bananas and Bank of Americas and all, yeah. that, all that kind of stuff really got my mind starting to like, you know, spin. And um, all my friends around, like some of m- my friends around me that were doing really well mm-hmm. were young and really hustling um We're doing real estate right david Gruninger, chris lecca mm-hmm. right to name a couple right and um I would meet you know other successful realtors that would come into the dealership that had cars for themselves <laughs> Like cool cool stuff and I was like like what's know, this it, all about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like all right. <laughs> so thing, if they can do it like I got to be able to do it because I have a killer work ethic You know, I I know quite a bit of people and um, what I have to lose. At that time, I was 24 or 5. And I said, what's the worst that could happen? Right, right. You can always go back to selling cars. You can always go back to cars, mm-hmm. figure it
0: out. And so. you did a little bit, I remember your journey, because I knew you before you got into real, like before yeah. you made the full switch. Yeah. Uh, which kudos, man. Like, <clears throat> obviously, I haven't been here long. So to know you before, and now you. Being featured within real producers, like yeah. people were, you know, ten years to get to that volume, so huge kudos. Um, but I did do do remember, like you, you are in a transition period, and I think this is great for a lot of listeners out there that are looking at getting in real estate. You don't have to make the full switch right away, and mm-hmm. and I know a lot of legends in real estate say don't make the full switch because yeah. there might be a long time before your first, you know, kind of check, right? Yeah. Um, so you were still selling. Cars and you know quote-unquote real estate on the side, right?
1: Yeah, so um when I got out of the car industry It's kind of interesting. So I left the car industry and I said, you know I'm gonna take a year to just figure it out Whatever I want to do like I just need a break because I've been I was at that point working like 60 hours a week I just graduated college and just needed a break right Mm -hmm. and uh, just wanted to kind of retrain like reset my mind Mm -hmm. figure out my goals so when I had left, one of my clients at that time, he's uh, one of the largest flooring um, flooring franchises in the country, mm-hmm. um, if not the, he came to me and said, hey, I I really like you. And, you know, I really want to keep you around and have you like help me with my cars. He has a huge collection of cars locally. And um, he said, why don't you come work for me in, in the flooring company? I'm like, Really? um, Like, I really appreciate that. And, you know, I mean, this is a man of very high stature. So I was very, like, fortunate for him to offer, offer right. me that position. But at first I didn't understand it because I was like, what do you mean flooring? Like, oh, you come sell floors, whatever, right. carpet, hardwood, tile. He said, trust me, it's not, you know, it's not sexy. It's not exotic cars, whatever. But there's good money in it and uh, work less hours, whatever. I gave it a, ra- I gave it a shot. And I quickly realized, although I did very well in it, and most people would have been totally content staying there, to me it wasn't like, I was like, this isn't what I'm cut, cut out factor, for. Yeah, yeah I had no driving factor. Like, I'd go in there, and I would sell and do really well. But it was just not enjoyable to me. So I'm like, what else can I do that's, like, sexy kind of, like, real, like you know, um, exotic like cars, fun, fun yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, but that I have no ceiling. Right. In terms of like what I can make, because it's all up to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when real estate. Right. right, Came to my
0: mind. And then all the the guys around me and stuff. So. Yeah. So when you transitioned, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, like, why did Brian go from zero to hero? Right. Or zero to 20 plus million last year. Right. Um, It's. I would say, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it's a lot of the relationships you built prior, right? Like, I mean, is that is that a testament to you, or your is that a is that a true statement you think, or or why why did you become so successful so hundred percent? So like I tell people all the time when they see me
1: doing what I'm doing, don't look at me and think that it's as easy or that it can happen that quick because my, although I haven't been in real estate for as long as maybe others that are doing the the business that I'm doing, I look at it like the last eight years of my life were spent just cultivating those clients' network leads, right? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. for example, last year I, I sold a house to a client that was a client through the exotic car industry. They referred me, one of their close friends sold them a house, and then they re- those people referred me clients that, two homes from me. Mm-hmm. So in just like one from one client in the industry, I got four deals out of it in that one year, but it was all trust. I mean, mm-hmm. the other people literally took their word that, Hey, like he comes well referred from so-and-so and you know, that trust was there.
0: I think too, <laughs> you have to have trust if you're dealing with their half a million dollar yeah, cars 100%.
1: i mean <laughs> like, at, that, at that point you've got that. their garage codes you've got their their sometimes alarm system you know yeah, stuff everything. when you need yeah. to go in the house like it's not even a thought of like what if they 100 yeah. percent at that point trust you i was mm-hmm. 18 19 years old driving these exotic cars home like i'd have clients that i think i told you before i mean i had a client that i was 19 he gave me his lamborghini for like two three months and said Hey I'm having work done at my house. I can't have this in the garage. Take it, drive it, enjoy it. I'll be in California when the work is done, like I come back and just bring back the car then. So it was like, <laughs> who does that, right? <laughs> Naples. Only in Naples. Yeah, exactly. But back to your point, yes, the exo- the, the uh, driving force for this business definitely came from the exotic car world. I mean, just in two weeks, I'm closing on a house for a client that I met through the exotic car industry, again, like eight years ago or so. And um, I never thought like, I'd sell this guy a house. Mm -hmm. We kept in contact over the years. And um, just so happened to be like, he reached, he reached out to me, he saw me out there, like, you know, doing it. And he's one day just sent me like, you know, a couple homes and went back and forth, found him a house and we're closing in a couple weeks. And I still can't believe like this was someone I met that long
0: ago. And I'm no uh, tax expert, so don't take legal advice. Yeah. But I'm going to say any anything that involves with cars, so all your exotic cars, uh, I, sh- I think is probably a marketing write off at this point, right? Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's you know, hey, people, you people are use all different ways to network, right? Yeah. Um, I remember Blaze was on here, and he said, you know, join the then the Range Rover Club, because you got a lot of clients or people do boating or, you know, car, I mean, cars is huge. I know yeah. Grinninger is kind of the same way, yep. you know, he's built a lot of relationships through the car industry. Um, You know, so it's, uh, I think is one of the things too, people lack is they're not, they need to find what motivates them or, or what they're passionate about, right? You keep saying and you did it wasn't, you know, exciting, you know, past things weren't exciting mm-hmm. or sexy or anything like that. And so you need to find those things. And then, you know, you just got to be truthful and honest with those people. And if you do, success will follow, right? Because yeah, you're exactly. doing the right thing to the people, right? Yep. So when
1: back two years ago, um, almost two years ago now, it's crazy how fast time is flying. I had the opportunity to purchase that McLaren that I that mm-hmm. I had, right? And um, at first I was like, couldn't really believe that I was at a point that I could do it, mm-hmm. even though I, I could. But mm-hmm. it's surreal going from starting when that car had first come out Mm -hmm. and driving it Mm -hmm. from a employee standpoint, right. right, right. Or driving my client's car to owning it. But part of owning it was to be able to use it towards marketing and networking. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, you know, to, to be flashy or to boast that I had it. It was, you know, I loved cars, number one, right. And number two, it allowed me to get into these, these uh, how would you say? Networks. Like, yeah, these networks, yeah. these exclusive networks of, of people. And, you know, my whole thing with the McLaren was how, you know, I can get into these events, do these as now an owner and
0: not just... The person that works for the the company, company, right? And you're not like a salesy then either, you know, you're like there, you're, you're passionate, you're, you know, owner status is a lot different than kind of commission salesy kind of thing. Exactly. And definitely paid off because, um, you know, um, doing those events, met some people. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is that they respect you too, right? Like you're out enjoying a passion. They have a passion. I think a lot of people miss that, yeah. you know, if you're passionate about cars, they're passionate. You're again, you're finding like similarity things, you know, in any sales. What's the first thing you do? Build rapport. Exactly. Right. Like, so some that's what you're doing. Icebreaker. Yeah.
1: Some sort, you know, I, I meant to say that, too, is that um, I think the reason why so many um clients in, in that exotic car industry really took like a liking to me and other yeah. others, too, that work in the industry, they kind of treat you like family because. In many other parts of the country, you can't drive these types of cars or have these types of things without being, you know, um, scolded or, like, um, looked down upon. Um, And in Naples, it's different, right? (laughs) So it's, like, they they love to be able to share, you know, even though they're material items, like you said, it's, like, a passion kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, it's material, but at the same time, it's, like, if you're a car guy, like, that's the epitome of, like, for cars right like where you can get so a lot of these people i mean they they weren't born with with a silver spoon in their mouth or 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 were given these cars so to them they're like trophies so that's why too like i picked up a real passion for watches um, luxury watches because when i was in the industry i'd meet these these people that would have just insane watches that i would only dream of like seeing Mm -hmm. in person or Mm -hmm. being able to hold or Mm -hmm. try on yeah and um being able to talk to them and like you know Oh, it's nice, you know, fifty-seven, eleven Nautilus, yeah. or whatever, you know, it is. And they'd say, "Oh, you you know about this?" And yeah, and they actually like when you you compliment them on something they have, mm-hmm. without like a salesy right type, but just like out of genuine
0: like excitement for right, it. Right, right. And that, and and a lot a lot of that goes back to is is finding what you like. I can't stress enough, but finding what you're passionate to, because you are passionate about watches. I know you yeah. personally that like watches are a big thing for you. Yeah. Um, and it's not saying like, I'm not telling everyone out there to like go buy every single thing yeah. or, or whatnot, but you can have the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. You can have the the wherewithal to be able to have a conversation about it. You know, everyone's at different stages of their, Their lives to to buy cars or buy watches or buy whatever, right? Those are all materialistic. Again, they should all look out for themselves in their best interest. But it doesn't mean you can't have the knowledge. Like you could be rocking. I mean, I have a watch on today, but like ninety percent of the time, I'm rocking an Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it's the most functional thing I've ever had, right? And I love watches, you know, personally, brightly because of aviation. Mm -hmm. But that's my passion, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people need to find that passion rather than trying to fit in. So I think they need to find what like what's passionate for them first. Yeah. And then their business, their their lives, their their sphere, people, friends will kind of form around that. Yeah. Um but I do feel like a lot of people try to fit in, right? Like, you know, they're trying to fit a mold and they think that's correct. It has it's to like, be genuine. It has to be genuine. Cuz guess what? The people that are the most successful, will sniff it out oh, in yeah. a heartbeat. 100%. Oh my gosh. So uh, obviously you had success in a short amount of time, you know, and, uh, you know, people are going to ask like, how'd you do it? Or, you know, it must've been easy. You know, they're going to ask, and you're going to probably say the same thing we talked about, which was all about relationships. So like, what are, uh, like, what are some tips for a new agent in building those long, meaningful relationships with the client? I definitely say besides the whole networking thing, because that's obviously number one is
1: important thing is like you have to go into some form of network so mm-hmm. you can know like who your target market's going to be and who you're going to sell to or mm-hmm. work with. But besides that, really, it's it's down to trust and and making people feel comfortable in your service that you're looking out for their best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you enough times how many deals I've not gotten because I've advised my clients against purchasing Mm -hmm. a home Mm -hmm. all the time I mean it's it might be in a better interest for me to sell them the home because I make a commission off of it right right? but I'm not looking at it for the commission I'm looking at it for the long-term relationship right and if for any reason like I don't feel comfortable with that home for my client I'm gonna let them know and I'm gonna you know advise them as best as
0: I can because of that is why you got the three other deals, right? Because yeah, yeah, one person you did that, right. You pour into them, you do what's best for them. They referred it to someone else, which referred it to someone else. So if you would have got the commission on the first one, right. Or quote unquote, push them to close on a house. That's not good for them. They're going to discover it, right? It's their biggest purchase of you know, most people's lives. Well, you're then not going to get the other three referrals, Mm -hmm. right? So you just cut yourself out of how much X, a more commission where, wait a little bit, find the right thing for them. Um, and, and it will reward yourself or Def- reward tenfold, right? Definitely don't sweep anything under the rug. I mean, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm like some of these builders and like people's worst nightmare when yeah. it comes to like the final walkthroughs and type stuff. I'll go in there with two rolls of tape and just call it out and not worried about it killing the deal, but making sure that
0: the house is as perfect as possible yeah. for my client. Right. So, all right, I gotta ask because you do look up to people. So who inspires you? That's kind
1: of like that's a trick question because I feel like there's two answers to that. In the sense of, first off, I'd say definitely my clients, and not to sound like cringy about that, but that it's true because I feel like I, when I meet people and I see what they have and their role, their road to success, it inspires me to mm-hmm. to to see how they did it and just maybe if there's one thing I can learn from them that I can put towards my life or my business right. you know that could accelerate me um, i've told you some of the clients i've had and um, definitely like inspired especially when you work with them in a from a real estate transaction like Do how they s- handle things how they that, handle yeah. things how they look at what is a good deal what is not like their process of purchasing a home everyone's different (laughs) their
0: perspective has got to be a lot different than 100 like most people i've had
1: people like (laughs) those extra couple hundred thousand hey don't worry about that (laughs) you know you have people like that that literally blank checkbook type right and you try your best to still get them as good of a deal as you can Mm -hmm. um but they're not too worried about the Mm nitty-gritty and then you have others that could buy the house 10 times over mm-hmm. but we might be in the neg- on the negotiation table <laughs> negotiating like splitting $2,500 right right but it's all calculated right you know the fees structures and comparables and all that kind of stuff so that's that's one point I think the second um, inspiration I have would be and this is this your <laughs> this is kind of funny but I grew up watching like the million dollar listing stuff and yeah. you know, um, the Josh Altman's and Ryan Serhance and stuff like that. And yeah. I know, you know, there's a lot that's done out there for like the camera and entertainment, Yeah, but I did read Josh's book and Ryan's book and it is kind of inspiring to see, you know, like Josh starting from the mailroom in LA and becoming like one of the largest brokers, real estate brokers in yeah. all of California and Los Angeles. And, i like his swag his like demeanor you know he comes off a little bit over the top yeah but he's a bulldog and that's how i want to be for my clients yeah you know and i do love that type of real estate to me that's like that luxury like la modern is
0: what gets me going like hey that's that's the the sexy part of it the fun part right that's what you enjoy that's awesome yeah i mean he's crushing it so i mean doing something right (laughs) he's doing something right I love it, Brian Bravo TV, <laughs> shout out, shout, shout out, out Bravo TV. shout out Bravo TV. Hey, you guys want to sponsor? Million <laughs> <laughs> Dollar Listing Naples, <laughs> right? Hey, coming soon. Brian, unfortunately, we are out of time here. Um, I really appreciate you coming out on this podcast, Thank sharing some wisdom uh, with the people. Um, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course, as always, RP Experience is extremely thrilled to have you on here. We're here at Adventure X at the podcast studio. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. So, you guys.